Welcome back to your Daily Dose with Bob and Nick. Today you get to play the role of psychotherapist as Nick and I lay on your couch and discuss our relationships with our parents. We'll tell you some of the good stuff, but mostly we just need someone to listen to us talk about things like getting our parents to understand what we do for a living and that we do something called a podcast and it has nothing to do with peas. When we're through, no need to offer advice. Just go ahead and send us your bill. Enjoy. I am a write something, edit it, add something, edit that, add something, go back and edit the first part, add something. I'm constantly trying to add to the content, but I'm constantly going back and refining what I've already yeah. got. So that by the time I get to the end of the last section, the first section is pretty much finished. It's, it's, it's to my satisfaction at that point because I've tinkered with it the whole way up as I go. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't typically write something, put it away, and then just revisit it. And it's funny because I think it's probably because I'm afraid. I'd be afraid to look back at it and think, oh, this is, this is going to be too much work to edit this. Or maybe, and this is a bigger problem for me, I'm no longer interested in that. You've solved the problem, yeah, right? Once you solve the problem, do you really want to keep revisiting it forever? I don't. I don't. I, I don't even like, quite honestly, rehearsals. I am not a rehearser. Cool. That bodes well for our two-man fringe show. <laughs> well, it's funny because I saw on the schedule, you know, um, you know, rehearsal in front of an audience, and I was like, nah, I don't think so. I think we'll be fine without that. Now, uh, mind you, this is a partnership, so I am going to work with you. We're going to negotiate. But well, I've, here, I've never done this before. Yeah. So the idea of rehearsing in front of an audience, like going to even doing it in your living room with friends and family yeah. or over at Heavy with the, uh, th- uh, you know, just to try and make it's, sure it's our super smart. It's sleight just, of hand works are, <laughs> you know, when we're doing, when we're like, uh, arms on each other's shoulders and we're juggling like who's going to be the left hand it's who you now know you're excited me with these ideas yeah. these concepts yeah it is um well here's the thing i typically because i perform on a regular basis in front yeah. of an audience i always go in with a very strong framework yep. of what i want to talk about and guide rails so that i there are certain things that i know are going to work I, just because I've used them other places and I found a way to make those things work and then mixed in with that stuff is stuff that I've never tried before. I have no idea. And half that stuff that I try becomes that surefire stuff the next time, but only half of it. The other half gets tossed in the trash can or gets tossed into the refined can. Yeah. You know? uh, and so I, I look at it this way. I'm perfectly fine. Like Pachakasha, that was the only time... I literally practiced, 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 performed it in front of other people, practiced, practiced, and then did it in front of a live audience. Mm. And I also found that to be one of the most stressful performances of my You of know, my thinking back on it, it was the same. I could not get the timing right. I couldn't it had do to be it so the right way. perfect for the way you wanted it to be yeah. because you knew you saw it done well. Both of us had seen it done before we did it. Oh, right? yeah. You'd, so yeah. And you saw somebody who did it really well, yep. and you were like, all right, I want to have that experience. And I also saw some people who came out, as Eddie puts it, you know, the people who choose to bring their notes on stage think that they're helping themselves, uh, but they really don't. And he was absolutely right. In every instance I've ever seen anyone bring their notes on stage to PK, I've watched them fail. So I, I think I think that's... Um, I, I don't like to be in that tight a box when yeah. I'm in front of an audience. Yeah, and, yeah, for, yeah. and for our show, we're not going to be. Because no, we'll no. have certain things that we're going to be scripted and we're going to work them out. But the only people who are going to know the script are you and me. 
Yep. So we'll know all the mistakes and I'll remember them for the rest of my life. Yes, you will. And I will forgive them for the rest of my <laughs> life. And that will be the yin to our yang. I will be constantly going, it's okay. It was just a little, a little mess up. Yeah. One of my, one of my uh, good friends in the world of improv, Chris Dinger, uh, amazing performer, wonderful, oh, yeah. um, fantastic improviser, but also does some scripted work and actually did a fringe show. And it was, I think it was Piranha. The, it was a, the musical, uh, and it was a Joel Warren joint. It was really a, a funny, crazy, silly something. And I was sitting with Chris's mother in the audience while he was doing this performance. And he screwed up his lines. And as a professional improviser, you're like, this happens all the time. You get over it. You move on. And he did and carried on and was still a fantastic, committed performer. The minute his mother saw him, she said, you screwed up those lines. I'm, oh, Ooh. no, that's not how you start. That's not. That very moment, I got a glimpse into Chris's childhood. Yeah. And the fact that she was like just waiting there in the wings for a mistake that she could point out. And like I watched him kind of. Yeah, yeah. I watched him look a little sheepish, like I've never seen Chris be before because that's not who he is, except for when he's with her. You know, and so I just find it kind of interesting to see that dynamic of you can be as confident as, as anybody out there and then your mom comes and says oh i saw you make that mistake and all of a sudden wah, wah, doesn't feel wow. so good okay yeah and yet he survived and managed to be still one of the best performers i know yeah so you know guess what it is a survivable dynamic my parents were the opposite when i say that they they tried to catch me doing things right my father was critical at times and things that he knew about but Overall, they were like, good for you. You drew a good picture. Good for you. Draw more pictures. Oh, look at you. You got your, your green belt in karate. Go ahead and do some more karate. You know, are your parents were they that way for you? When I you think were so. Ma no matter what I do, mom will back me, like, short of uh, murder. <laughs> mom will be and like, maybe no, you're, still, <laughs> you're still my boy. Um, yeah. So she's, uh, she's, you know, the overly supportive type. Uh, dad, I think was okay, but it had to be stuff that he was, he, he understood to yeah. an extent. Um, so writing comedy for AOL, like that was whatever, but getting good grades. Great. Yeah. yeah. Going to college. Perfect. Um, and that sort of thing. What kind of job do you have? Do you have a job? Doesn't even matter. Do you have a job? How much do you make? That's what that was. The he, those thing. are the metrics of the times, right? Yeah. So how much do your parents actually know? of what you do for a living and like I, all this stuff that we do almost zero the entire time. Wow. Yeah. And I think that is partly on me because I do, I think with your parents, you get more frustrated than anyone else and you get frustrated more easily. And so what happened with me is that idea of repeating myself always felt like I was being patronized because it was, you know, they were calling me Nicholas and I was a child when I, even now when I go back there, right. I'm a child. Um, and so, no, well, it's like this and I, you know, I'm working at Rollins College and it's in admissions and so I help adults get, you know, go back to school and stuff like that. Like it takes repetition yeah. for them to really get it. It's not just like I'm a lawyer, Do you, I'm an accountant. You gotta feed them the script that they can tell their friends. Yeah. You know, it's like, how, how do I, because, you know, looking at what I do for a living, which is as complicated as what you do for a living. Yeah. Uh, it's it's tough to just encapsulate it. And, uh, you know, what do you do for a living? But well, I help people. 
Okay. You need more than that. I help people to think and plan. Okay. You need more than that. I'm right. a facilitator. You know, it's like, I, I'll, I'll take you in as deep as you need to go, but yeah. it's just, it's, it's too hard to explain. But sometimes do you stuff. just go, uh, I'm a public speaker. Yeah. I'm a consultant. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just to end the conversation. I just yeah. don't hear it. I'll, I tell you what, go to my website. You'll see what yeah, I do for a living. Exactly. And sometimes that doesn't even help. They're like, oh, I'm more confused now looking at that than I was right. to start. Yeah. Well, and I can send them some links to some of the episodes about them, and they like that. Oh, yeah. So see, that's everybody good. likes to hear about themselves. Yep. Isn't that the truth? That's, I, I guess what? That's why I like to mention so many names in our podcast. Oh, yeah. You know, there are, there's, we have some superstars, people that we've probably mentioned 50 times throughout that uh, time that we've been together. It's also our way of showing that we do know other people, yeah. not just each other. <laughs> We're connected to the world. According to, uh, you know, my social media, you're one of the only people I talk to. I'm it. I'm the one. Hey, it's Nick. Thanks for listening. At the end of the day, do any of us really know what it is that other people do or even what we're doing? Like right now, what am I doing? Am I just stalling because I couldn't think of another way to end this episode? I guess we'll never know. Have a great day.